from electronic fuel injection to the power sports toys that fuel your weekends, join Walbro each month for Talk and Shop as we discuss all the machines that make life better. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Talk and Shop with Walbro. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. And today I'm joined by Bob McHugh. Bob, always good to talk to you, sir. Thank you for having me back, Tyler. It's uh, already one month in. It's, geez, almost middle of February, and uh, we we missed a couple of months with the holidays, so it's good to be back. <laughs> I, You know, we did miss a couple of months, and uh, it is really good to be back. And I don't know if, if it was the case for you, but January just kind of crept by, and now February is just, I, I can't believe how quickly the year's going already. We're almost halfway done with I the know. second month. I know it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Well, in addition to being, you know, a brand new year here, um, and, you know, and recording the first episode of Talking Shop of 2020, there's a big news story going on kind of around the world, and it is the coronavirus. It's kind of been top of mind for a lot of people. And for companies that are operating on a global scale, this is certainly something that is very top of mind. So, Bob, I wanted to kind of <laughs> toss it over to you. Just, you know, is is this uh, news story, this thing that we're hearing about on the news all the, all the time, how is this affecting maybe global business? How are you viewing this, you know, as, as someone that works in a, in a business and in an industry that is worldwide? Well, Tyler, you hit the nail right on the head. So Walbro with Global Operations, one plant in China, we're actually located in Tianjin, which I think is about 1,100 kilometers north of uh, Wuhan. And when we, well, back in December, we get the normal notification that that facility would be closed from January 23rd through January 30th. That's Mm -hmm. Normal Chinese New Year, also called it Chinese Lunar Year. So, you know, we get that. We block it out in our calendar. The good thing is that for those plants to shut down in China, they do lots of pre-builds. So they're building all kinds of product to be able to ship when they're shut down for a week. Well, I'm looking at my notes. January 26th, we were notified by management at our plant there in Tianjin Mm -hmm. that due to the government trying to control the coronavirus, the plant would not reopen on January 23rd. Instead, it was going to be February 3rd. Okay, a couple of days. Now, January 31st, we get another email Government won't allow the plant to reopen until February 10th. Okay, no problem. That's a little longer than planned. Mm -hmm. February 8th, we get another email. Can't reopen on February 10th. No idea when they can reopen. So it's just the day-to-day not knowing when can that plant reopen. Now, with Walbro, the good thing is we've been through a couple of different situations. The one that comes to mind most is the 2011 earthquake in Sendai, Japan, where we have a plant that really forced our company into business continuity plans. And those plans are when something happens, natural disaster, we have a checklist and we go right down it to control or mitigate any issues or damage and that's where we're at currently that's really interesting and i i'm curious just uh because logistics are not my strong suit on any level bob i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be honest with you on that how do you how do you formulate plans 
for um, those potential uh, happenings, I suppose, that, that kind of knock business off kilter to a certain extent. And that's exactly it. So the, the first thing out of our supply chain vice president is these plants will be impacted on these dates, taking into account we can get product immediately into the air. So you immediately have to go into an air freight mode. We have emails from UPS, from FedEx, et cetera, saying, you know, once things open, here is our uh, plans as well. So we're working all of those plans, but the problem is it's so fluid. And, you know, when you get the next notification that they're not going to reopen, we're back looking. And in the afternoons, I listen to a radio show out of Detroit. I'm in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. A lot of information about the auto industry, which is a passion of mine. And they were saying that if the plants don't reopen within one week, it will be critical in the auto industry. And and as everybody says, so goes the auto industry, so goes the rest of the world. So, you know, they were making reference to plastic suppliers or wire harness suppliers. And it only takes one component to shut a plant down. So, right. Yeah, I mean, when when the plants reopen, the first thing is going to be airports will be packed trying to get product out. Ports will be overloaded with product trying to get onto ships. So it it will be chaotic for a while. Yeah, that, that, that's what it sounds like. And it sounds like it's going to, even when things do return to quote unquote normal, that there's going to be a catching up period, I suppose. But, I, you know, I, I think that everybody to a certain extent realizes that the global economy has only become more interconnected and we're only, you know, we're, we are more and more reliant on other, you know, other countries and other places, just as uh, that's how global commerce works and that's how trade works and that sort of thing. So what what is the ef- potential effect, I suppose, of China really kind of being knocked out of commission for a certain amount of time? It, you know, we don't want to say it, it really could have long lasting implications because like in Walbro's situation where, you know, we have a large part of our business in the first four or five months of the year. And that's traditionally lawn and garden applications. Mm-hmm. We've smoothed out a lot of that business, but to have any of our customers say, okay, we're not able to produce. And here's the reason um, that could be, you know, have, have an impact on the 2020 business plan. Now, <laughs> Really, who gets impacted probably at the end of the day when all this shakes out are the insurance companies because they're also tied into this having, you know, policies for matters just like this. This is a really interesting story to me for a lot of different reasons. And and I, I guess one of the biggest things is that this is something that's completely outside of your control and outside of the control of, you know, other partners that you work with and that sort of thing. So I guess, you know, what... What do you do to try to keep that perspective, right? That this is something that you can't control. Businesses right. like that certainty, right? Uh, of, oh. you know, uh, of being able to control the things that they know, right? Exactly. And every morning I come in and I monitor a couple of different email addresses that we have that are generic that companies can send information into. And not only do I see suppliers of ours kind of saying, okay, here is our plan going forward. But the other one is, 
you know, so many companies saying, okay, we need to see your plan for this week, the next week. What if this doesn't happen? We don't reopen for another two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all new to so many people who maybe haven't gone through it to the extent that perhaps a Walper. And I mean, we've been pretty isolated from things. I mean, the, the Sendai uh, earthquake was huge for our company where, you know, and you go back to 2011, we were cut off from all members of our executive staff. And these were people who had, you know, the latest and greatest cell phones. We had no communication for, uh, it's been, a, it was like a week or 10 days. And all of a sudden our vice president surfaces and we're literally sitting in a conference room listening to him describe what went on. And it, it was really shocking. I mean, it, that really made you appreciate how good we have it. That's, uh, that's almost unfathomable to think about at this point, you know, it going is. seven to 10 days with no communication, just because we've yep. become so accustomed to, you pick up a phone, you push two buttons and I'm talking to somebody, you know, that's just, that's just how it is, I suppose. So I, I guess one of the things I, I wonder about is how did, I'm, I'm guessing with each instance, things change after that. Like you make adjustments to ensure that the next time something happens, um, the, the it, it doles the impact of, of something like this. So what changes after this particular instance uh, or what adjustments might Walbro make to ensure that, you know, the next time that something like this occurs that the impact is even lessened? Well, the beauty with Walbro's situation, we have four plants that we can move product back and forth. Mm-hmm. And we list all of our business killer parts, assemblies, et cetera, and make sure that we're dual sourced with those. So we may have a plant in Thailand relying on a plant from China. Well, Mexico is that backup country or or, uh, plant. So we have an issue in China right now. Thailand takes all the product they could get up until the date that they, you know, were told the government to shut down that plant. Now they're working with Mexico. So Obviously, you you have to throw a little money at the situation, but mm-hmm. again, you do what you have to do to keep your customers going. So, how does this compare, maybe, to other, uh, you know, uh, other maybe interruptions in in the regular workflow and that sort of thing? From what you've seen over the years, you you mentioned, you know, the. Uh, um, the the earthquake that resulted in the tsunami, and you, you mentioned a couple of other um, uh, a, a couple a couple of other instances. Excuse me. Um, in in your time in the industry, have you seen anything else that uh, kind of compares to this? Where does this uh, this particular uh, instance rank in uh, in what you've seen over the course of your career? Well, Sunday I would say was the worst mm-hmm. because not only did we have total devastation. We had suppliers that had, one supplier had 200 tools that would produce plastic parts for us. Every one of those tools was under seawater. But the the bigger issue was the nuclear fallout from the Fukushima nuclear plant. Our plant was within five kilometers of that zone where they would have shut that plant down. Mm. Now that did not happen, but that would have been catastrophic. The as we were talking, Tyler, the one I was just thinking of, and I can't believe it slipped my mind, was the one thing we said as the employees come back to work, we want surgical masks. We want one for the morning, one for the afternoon. 
two a day for every employee, couldn't find surgical masks globally, finally located 10,000 masks down in Mexico just due to our global sourcing, mm-hmm. have those 10,000 masks on their way to China for the employees when they come back. So the big thing, getting back to your original question, once the government gives the green light, our plant will be right back up and running. Yeah. It's not that there was any you know, a tsunami, a typhoon that damaged the plant. They'll walk right back in and get to work, assuming we don't know what the employees are thinking. Are they saying, I'm not going to leave my apartment because... Mm-hmm. You know, being in a in confined area, right. that is a problem. So that would be something nobody could predict. All of a sudden, it's like employees say, you know what? My life is more important. Hadn't even thought about it till we're saying it. And I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really, really interesting. Well, you know, I, I know on a, on a previous podcast, we kind of evaluated the first half of the year for Walbro back in 2019. And mm-hmm. I, I know that this is something that, that you do on a, on a pretty regular basis, just self-evaluation, look and see how's the company doing, where are we headed, where have we been in the past? So does right. something like this cause you to maybe stop and, and reevaluate your goals and what you want to do in 2020? Or is this something where you look at it and you say, this is a minor bump in the road, we're going to overcome it and we're going to take these challenges, but it's not going to cause us to fully reevaluate, you know, how we see the rest of 2020 going. Yeah. I mean, of course we have our business plan laid out that we're going to work towards that. There are those things we can't control that we talked about. And if you have to then say, you know, for six weeks, eight weeks, we will not realize those sales. We have time to recover but the business plan itself is still focused on those primary markets, the, the handheld chainsaw string trimmer market, mm-hmm. the electronic fuel injection for lawn and garden applications for power sport and for golf carts, marine, et cetera. We don't see any of that changing. And as you and I talked when we were first kind of getting on the line, everybody watches the stock market and says, okay, what is the indicator going to be when, who was it? Like British Airways first said no flights into China. Then Delta followed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anybody is thinking, oh boy, this could really impact the economy. And to date, it is not. So that's what's interesting. But, and, and you don't want to minimize it, but SARS had 8,000 cases of the SARS flu in 2003 and 774 deaths. That's 10%. That's pretty potent. Um, Currently, coronavirus, 42,000 cases. And I think today it went over 1,000 deaths. And that's like a a 2%. So it's not as deadly, but it's spreading. But the one that just blows me away, you look at the predictions for the United States, 22 to 31 million people will get the flu. 10 to 15,000 people will have medical visits and 12 to 30,000 people will die from the flu. Wow. So, I mean, those numbers are mind boggling when Mm -hmm. coronavirus or SARS or MRSA or all these things get so blown up and not to minimize it because you and I aren't doctors. We're just kind of reading it, talking it and how it affects our business. But those statistics are just mind boggling. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you mean to tell me you're not a doctor? 
and I did not stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> little plug there. Uh, no, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> well, Bob, this has been a really fascinating topic to get to explore, and I've really gotten to uh, enjoy uh, kind of talking about this just because there, there are so many different angles to look at it from. And so yeah. thanks for uh, joining me on this episode of Talk and Shop and really kind of breaking down coronavirus and uh, its impact on global commerce. Perfect. Thanks, Tyler. And everybody else, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk and Shop with Walbro. As always, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and you can see previous episodes of the show, as well as, you know, get the, get the latest episodes downloaded directly to your device. So thank you once again so much for listening. I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Until next time.